Hello and welcome to the debut edition of the Wrestling Wash with Bathtub Baldwin. I'm your host, the Bathtub, aka Caleb Baldwin. That's a that's my birth name, guys. So yeah, you guys got my government name there. Um, first of all, I'm gonna get the plugs out of the way. Okay, you can read all of my reports, my impact reports, my reports of honor. I haven't watched a lot of Ring of Honor here lately, but I'm going to start back up on that pretty soon. Either way, you can read those on socialsuplex.com. You can download this by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. That's where you will find my show, along with several other shows, including One Nation Radio, hosted solo by Rich Latta. I was actually just recently a guest on that show. Uh, Keeping It Strong Style, that is our New Japan show that's hosted by the young boy Josh Smith and the boss, Jeremy Donovan. You can listen to our European friends, Ricky and Clive, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Uh, Keeping It Strong Style, you can follow at KI Strong Style, One Nation Radio, at One Nation Radio. My good buddies, Rance and Carl of The Outsider's Edge, you can follow that show at Outsider's Edge SS. If they want to get follows on their personal accounts, that's up to them. You know, I've done I've done some of the work here, and uh, I'm not going to do more of it, because, damn it, you know, you got to earn those follows. You know, that's up to you guys. That's not that's not on me. Okay, damn it, you, you're grown men. You're grown men like myself. But tonight, guys, I'm just going to talk about some highlights from uh, Impact Redemption. Now, honestly, these shows might be a little short. You know, these might not go maybe even 30 minutes. You know, I'm just going to level with you there, so... Just keep that in mind. <laughs> but I'm just going to hit the high notes of, of Redemption as I saw them. Okay, first off, 55-year-old Scott Steiner is Impact Tag Team Champion along with Eli Drake. That's right, folks. we got the Big Bad Booty Daddy and the Big Bad Gravy Daddy as our Tag Team Champions. And, you know, let's see where they go from there because I don't know. I'm interested. But uh, I don't know about you guys, you know? LAX, they're pretty solid too, but they've kind of been around the tag titles basically since they came back into the company. And by the way, Ortiz and Santana, they kick ass. That might be the best iteration of LAX, just to be completely honest. And you know what's what's even better about the fact that um, Eli Drake and Scott Steiner won? Scott Steiner did a top rope Frankensteiner. Okay, again, the man is in his mid-50s, and he did a Frankensteiner, the move he created. So to me, that's just, (laughs) it's insane, it's awesome, it's all of the above. And I am very interested (laughs) to see where they go, you know? I'm going to read the spoilers like I always do, because if a spoiler's out there, it's just, it's how I'm wired. If I know I can get information, I'm going to try to get that information, you know? That's just how it goes, with me anyway. Uh, next on the docket, there was a six-man, basically a scramble, you know, a free-for-all. Brian Cage, Desmond Xavier, DJZ, Phantasma, a.k.a. Uh, King Cuerno, for those of you that also watch Lucha Underground. Um, Taji Ishimori, damn, I'm stumbling and bumbling over here, boys. Uh, Trevor Lee, as well. Six-way... There were, you know, there was a good smattering of spots here and there for basically everyone, but this was basically the cage match. <laughs> Damn, that's a terrible pun. I apologize. I'm, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, listeners. And if this show is disjointed, well, damn it. You know, that's just how it is, okay? I'm working out the kinks, brother. 
Okay, I haven't been at this for years like Rich Latta. Love you, Rich. But anyway, no, this was definitely, this was the cage. This was, I feel like this match solely existed to get Cage over. Okay, and he's getting over. Okay, he's one of those, like, I I will love if we get Cage against our new Impact Champion, which uh, we're going to talk about later. Okay, but next on the docket was Taya Valkyrie against Kiera Hogan. As I understand it, this match basically existed so we could see and hear Tessa Blanchard on commentary, and damn, Impact got Tessa. Good for them. I mean, great for them, rather. Like, it's, wow. Because Tessa's very talented, you know? I mean, there's been rumors that she has an attitude problem, as they kind of alluded to on commentary, as I understand it. But, again, she's still very talented. She's one of the the uh, better standouts in the Mae Young Classic last year, and it's kind of crazy she didn't get signed. Maybe there is credence to the attitude problem thing. I don't know. Up next, oh, and uh, Taya beat Kiara Hogan in 8 minutes and 5 seconds, according to Wikipedia, which you can always trust. Next on the docket, we had Matt Seidel defending the X Division Championship against Petey Williams, who was cashing in his Feaster Fired. So either way, at the end of this match, Feaster Fired was gone. Okay, so, Matt Seidel won. They got 12 minutes. Matt Seidel won. Clean. Josh Matthews stayed at the booth. You know, are they going to go away from him, his yogi thing? His douchebag yogi thing? They called him a douche on commentary as well. So are they going to go away from that? or And are we going to go back to face Seidel? I, I think that would be kind of weird and honestly kind of regressive because maybe I'm, maybe I'm in the minority. Let me know, Impact fans. But maybe I'm in the minority, but I've really enjoyed Matt Seidel as a heel and I've really enjoyed Josh Matthews as his, as his manager. But yeah, they go 12 minutes, and and Matt Seidel won clean. You know they uh, Matt or pardon me, Petey hit the Canadian destroyer, but uh, did not get the win. Matt Seidel did not, if I'm not mistaken, did not land the shooting star press. And damn it, I'm gonna kick myself in the foot if I didn't, if I got that wrong. But either way, Seidel won, and 12 minutes kept the X division title. Next match, I was really, bleh, I was really looking forward to this match, just on the hype alone, just on the build. And again, this is one of those maybe I'm in the minority, but I've really enjoyed the build of the Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards feud. I even like, I thought the spot with the bat was stupid and it, like it looked bad, and maybe you should have gimmicked the bat and done a different spot. But either way, you know that's neither here nor there. We are. Now in a spot where, you know, things happened as they did. And what we got out of this was a six-man tag, basically a street fight. All six of these men were dressed like they were ready for a street fight, and I dug the vest that the baby faces were wearing. This was, of course, OVE of Dave Christ, Jake Christ, and Sammy Callahan against Eddie Edwards, Moose, and Tommy Dreamer. Okay, now when I was thinking, like... Yeah, yeah, Eddie and Moose, they need a third man. I wasn't thinking Dreamer, but if this means we're getting a pairing of sorts with House of Hardcore and Impact, sign me up by all all means, you know? Because unity in wrestling, in my mind, is always a good thing, especially when you're in a spot like Impact is in, where you're trying to win back the goodwill of fans, because 
quite honestly, and I hate to say it, you know, it's a known fact. They've lost a lot of equity that they used to have at one point in time. They lost a lot of that. So they're they're pairing up with companies like House of Hardcore, like AAA, like I think they've used some CMLL guys as well. I could be mistaken. Like, um, damn, Wrestle One before House of Hardcore, of course, Lucha Underground, who they got a lot of press here. And you know, I'm not against it because I also watch Lucha Underground and I really enjoy Lucha Underground. And yeah, a lot of these guys play different characters on Lucha Underground, but you know, it's whatever. Anyway. <laughs> The six-man tag. The the six-man tag. I can't even talk, guys. This is this is the worst podcast on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, bar none. I'm telling you, man. No, but uh, for real, OVE, Eddie Edwards, Moose, Tommy Dreamer, six-man tag. It was hardcore. It was a house of hardcore match, as it were, and it fucked. Okay, it was beyond. Awesome. Awesome. There were a lot of good hardcore spots in there. Uh, Eddie Edwards doing um, a Boston knee party to one of the Crist brothers uh, who was elevated by Moose in a powerbomb position, landing on tax in the process. Both of them, both Eddie Edwards and the Crist brother as well. So, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Again, hard, like, man, this lived up to the bill. And this wasn't even, like, the match was, you know, run-of-the-mill hardcore match, whatever. Y- you can say that if you want. <sighs> the best part of this whole, like, the segment was the aftermath. Was the fact that, you know, Tommy hit him with the... Tommy hit him with the barbed wire baseball bat. But, Sammy ducked, rather... Uh, low blowed him, took him to took him to uh, Dick Punch City, as it were. He's been watching his Nakamura, I can tell, and <laughs> that's how OVE got the win. But then after the match, Eddie Edwards loses it. I mean, he fucking lost it. And a lot of people that previously have had like almost nothing to do with Eddie Edwards, they they describe him as vanilla or whatever. You know, I've never personally seen him that way, but I could see how someone put, could think that of him saw this angle and they immediately became a lot more interested okay because Eddie used duct tape yes duct tape basically put Sammy Callahan in a crucified position of sorts against the top rope and then he started wailing on this guy just started wailing on him with a kendo stick to the point where Tommy, pardon me, a referee tried to bag him off. Eddie said, fuck no, that's not happening. Hits the ref in the midsection with the kendo stick. Tommy Dreamer, you know, the innovator of violence, as it were, tried to get um, try, tried to get Eddie to beg off. Eddie said, nah, that ain't going to happen. Eddie wasn't going to stop in this angle. It, it, like, if it wasn't for what would happen next... He would have kept going until the show was over at this rate. He <laughs> he keeps hitting him with the cane. Finally, Eddie's wife, who has been to this point, you know, a, a side character in this angle, granted. 
But anyway, she comes out to the ring. She tries to get Eddie to stop. She, like, kind of grabs him by the shoulder. But Eddie, just acting on impulse, because previously the Chris brothers had done had tried to grab him as well, and that didn't work. Just Eddie, acting on impulse, accidentally hits his wife in the head with a Singapore cane. And then Eddie leaves his trance, finally. Because that's, that's how they sold it. That Eddie was in a trance from just the anger in the vitriol that he had for Sammy Callahan. And guys, that is why I love this feud. Okay. And <laughs> I am ready. You know what? Give me, because I know Slammiversary July 22nd on pay-per-view is going to be in Ottawa, Canada. Give me a Canadian death match. Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards. If, if someone's contract is up, give me a loser leaves impact stipulation. Cool. I'm down. Give me that. If you're listening to this, Don Callis or Scott Demore or Ed Nordham or anyone connected to Impact Wrestling right now. And if you do that for me, I, I will love you forever. Whoever may do this, what be it Nordham or Callis or Demore, doesn't matter. Okay, and next I want to talk about, of course, the big title switch of the night. That's right, folks. Pentagon Jr. is the new Impact World Champion. What's phenomenal about this switch is that this was Pentagon's first night in Impact Wrestling. You know, not including his um, the triple threat match from Impact versus Lucha Underground. This was, again, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix's first nights in Impact Wrestling. Okay. So that's what, again, that's what makes this really interesting. And the fact that they flipped the belt on night one, well, one, this is what you needed to do, okay, quite frankly. You know, you needed to give some people something to talk about. So how about love? That sort of thing. Because, um, you know, when they did Bound for Glory last year, their big angle to get people talking was, let's do a, let's do a non-finish in the main event. That's not, no, that wasn't a good idea. That was not a good idea at all. You do title switches on pay-per-view, damn it. It's what... I don't know. It's what's for dinner. People love it. And, you know, one last thing. Speaking of... And I know I have didn't speak too much on the main event. That's because I didn't see a lot of it. Just to be completely honest with you guys, okay? I had prior engagements on Sunday. I was otherwise going to order the pay-per-view. So, now all of my excuses are out of the way. And, um... I hope you all can forgive me. But again, Pentagon Jr. I'm going to write a column on his potential future challenges. I'm not going to put any spoilers in the column, I swear. Even though, again, I will read those. And I am, you know, I'm, I'm ready for you guys to read that, okay? So I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I balance this medium? Because now I've got the podcast, I've got my columns as well. So what do I do, you know, how do I balance that? That's the fun part, you know? I mean, I, and I know other people do this too. Rance does it. Clive does it. Rich does it. Why can't I do it? So damn it, I'm gonna do it, pal. It's gonna happen. Okay. So yeah, long live uh, Cerro Miedo. Pardon me. Cerro Miedo. And last thing I want to talk about. Actually, this is a question I got a couple weeks ago from Rance when I put questions out there that none of you motherfuckers wanted to ask. But Rance asked one. He asked, 
Should Marty have beaten Dalton Castle at Supercard of Honor? And if not, who should usurp um, Dalton as ROH World Champion? Now, I will say, given the circumstances, you I could rationalize Marty becoming champion. That's easy to do. I don't think that was the time. That being said, I definitely would not have closed the show with what they closed the show with, being there in person. But either way, you know, that's that's in the past. Okay, so maybe down the line Marty should. Or maybe someone like Punishment Martinez should beat Dalton Castle to become ROH World Champion. Now, ideally, um, one wish I have is that we get, of all people, Flip Gordon, who, again, I don't know why, but he has me blocked on Twitter. I don't know what I said to him. I don't know, maybe, maybe I followed the wrong person. I don't know. But I want to see Flip Gordon win the ROH World Championship at Final Battle. Okay, I'm just I'm putting that out there to the universe, to to Joe Koff, to Bully Ray the Enforcer, who I'm pretty sure uh, Flip is going to go into a feud with. And, you know, sign me up. Because I was there for the angle. I was there for the heel turn. Sign me up for that feud. Sign me up for that match. Sign me up for that series of matches, whatever. I'm hyped for that. You know, so that's man. I really hate to do this. I gotta cut the show short, guys. Not not short, but you know, short. Cause yeah, we're only 17 and a half minutes in. But damn it, you know it was fun. This was episode one. I love you all. I thank you all for listening. I implore you to follow the show on Twitter at Wrestling Wash SS. Read all of my columns, my impact report, my report of honor. Read all of those on socialsuplex.com. Follow the website on Twitter at socialsuplex. Again, I, 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 rattled, I rattled off all of the other um, podcasts' Twitter handles earlier, so I'm not going to do that again, but I am going to bid you adieu. Goodbye, and... Good night. Bang.